Hey, hey, everyone, Darlene here, and welcome to another episode of the All That Is Empath podcast. And before we get into today's topic, I just want to let everybody know I am a solopreneur, meaning I do everything myself. And in addition to doing the podcast, I run Embattled Empaths. So I try to keep up with social media. We're on both Facebook and Instagram and weekly posts, which I've done a horrible job of this week. <laughs> and also our empath support group on Facebook. I try to stay active in there and communicate with our members. And of course, my 21-day transformation program, which is a hybrid program, which is an online course and two 45-minute one-on-one coaching sessions per week for those three weeks. So a hybrid program. I'm working on that currently, hoping to get that done soon, but putting that all together and trying to get sales pages done and the website done and lead generators, building an email list, all the things that we have to do. I know a lot of you listening also either run your own business or maybe do a business as a side hustle while you're also working full time, which is even harder to find the time. And God bless you. I don't know how you do it. So that being said, sometimes if my personal agenda is kind of convoluted as well, it makes it very difficult to get everything done. So last week I had what I call medical week. <laughs> Everything was three different appointments, three different doctors on three different days that took like half of my working day. So it was just impossible to get my podcast recorded last week. So I apologize that that was not there. However, I wanted to let you know that this kind of is the situation. So while I'm getting things going and I'm also healing from my surgery and getting back on my feet more literally than figuratively. It, it, those of you who have been listening know what I'm talking about. If not, you can go back and listen to my first podcast where I explain it in detail what happened, but I am recovering from surgery as well. So there's there's just only so much time. So while I am trying to put these podcasts out once per week on Mondays, if Monday comes and goes and you don't see it, it'll be definitely the following Monday. So I'm aiming for every week, but I'm going to say bi-weekly for sure. Okay, so if you don't see one one week, it'll definitely be there the following week. However, you might see one every week. It just It just all depends how things go. And I did want to mention that and put that out there so you're not looking for a podcast to come out and then it doesn't and you get disappointed. So just an FYI that that's going to be the schedule for now. All right. So that being said, we're talking about manifesting today. And I guess I need to manifest some more time. <laughs> but, you know, this is a great topic and, and certainly one that we could talk about for hours and hours. In fact, days and days because there's so much to manifesting. So I'm going to cover it in a very free way and not go too deep just so that we can talk about it in a way that's beneficial to you and you can start manifesting properly and and you can go deeper on your own. I'm also going to recommend to you, I was introduced recently to 
an amazing individual, not personally, but I, I attended one of her seminars, Mandy Moore and her husband, Oliver. So Mandy and Oliver Moore together, they run a, a spiritual retreat. I think it's in Colorado, if I remember correctly. But the seminar was amazing and it covered so much more than manifestation. A lot of inner work, psyche work, even a subconscious work, you might say some good tips and tricks, some meditation. So there was a lot covered and I really, really liked her and her husband, Oliver. They both are very much a walk the talk type of person. And I did definitely enjoy the seminar. There were some things that didn't resonate exactly with me. But then, you know, there were a lot of other things that made a lot of sense as well. So if you want to go deeper into that, specifically manifesting, especially if you want to do it in person, because they have this in-person retreat that really looks amazing, then that's something I highly recommend you look into. I forget the name of the ranch. They call it a ranch, but I forget the specific name of it. But if you just look up Mandy Moore, you'll find her as a public figure on Facebook. Or if you Google her, I'm sure you'll find her website as well. So the interesting thing about manifesting is it's kind of along the lines, like if you think of the law of attraction, right? That's what you're doing. Sort of the law of attraction is a law in and of itself. Manifesting is kind of what you want. And what you might be trying to do, really, you're manifesting a lot of the times when you're thinking about getting something from the law of attraction. But the law of attraction is just really simple, and that's that you're going to attract what you put out as energy. And it does it in and of itself. It has nothing to do with you other than your own vibration. So you are going to attract to you the type of energy level that you're at, whatever that might be. So for example, if you're living in a very negative state of scarcity, you're not going to attract money to you or, or anything positive for that matter. In order to attract those types of things, you have to be on a higher frequency. And that really is the gist of the law of attraction. It's always happening and you don't have to do anything to make it happen. But with manifestation, this is something that we are actively trying to manifest something in our lives, right? It's not something that just happens automatically. We are actually setting an intention of what we want and then attempting to manifest it. The similarities between the two are that you have to, again, be at a high frequency. And if you're not, you won't be able to manifest what it is you're trying to manifest. So that's how it's very similar to the law of attraction is that you still have to get up into that high frequency. And if we have time, I definitely want to talk about how you can do that. So first off, let's just say that we're always manifesting, whether we know it or not. We often, of course, like I said, consciously try to manifest and that works well. But even unconsciously, we can be manifesting things even if we don't know it. And because we're not, we don't know it, we don't know what we're manifesting. And oftentimes it's things, but we're manifesting them 
because either we're consistently focusing on that while we're in that specific frequency. And if you're in the frequency and you're thinking about it, I'm sure you've heard the expression, energy goes where, or focus goes where energy flows or vice versa. So it's, it's like that. You have to, and this is why actively trying to manifest is so much better because then you're not unconsciously manifesting stuff you don't want. So <clears throat> when you're manifesting, it's really important, just like with affirmations, you don't want to say what you don't want. And that's often what people do. If you ask someone, what is it that you really want? Or like Lucifer, what do you really desire? What do you truly desire? <laughs> I love those show. So nine times out of 10, the person answers with, well, I don't want this blah, 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 blah anymore. And I don't want blah, 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 blah. And they start telling you all the things they don't want. No, that's not what you asked, is it? And that's it. it they're answering that way because that's the mode that they're in. That's how they live their lives. They're focused on what they don't want. And unfortunately, they keep getting more of what they don't want because that's what they're focusing on. So with the testing, it's very important to remember that you have to think about what you do want. And anytime you have a negative thought of what you don't want, you have to rephrase it in your mind. Even better, speak it out loud if you can, if you're in a place where you can counter that negative thought with a positive statement of what you do want. And just basically take the opposite of whatever it was that was the negative thought, take the opposite and there's your positive thought. So if you are having a horrible day at work and hate this job, I don't want to work here, don't want to work here. Well, how about instead stopping and saying, I really want to find another job. So you're focusing on what you want rather than what you don't want. And a real, real important part, again, is we have to think about our frequency, because if you're staying in that low vibration, that low frequency, you're only going to attract the things that live within that frequency, that can be created from that frequency. Everything is energy. You know that. I've said it before. We are energy. Everything around us is energy. And if you want to attract money, for example, money is a high frequency and you have to be in a high frequency in order to attract it. So if you're in a lower frequency, you might maybe attract some money. Say you win $500 in the lottery, but maybe if you were in a higher frequency, you win a million dollars in the lottery, just as an example. Another thing to think about is that um, many, many times we're focusing our efforts on the wrong thing. So for example, you're focusing on wanting more money. You're trying to manifest money, but you haven't really stopped. If you're doing that, you haven't really stopped to ask yourself what you really want. Because if you did, if I asked you what you really want and you said money, I would say, what do you want the money for? And then you would say, 
whatever it is you want the money for. I want to pay off bills or I want to buy a new house or I want to buy a new car or I want to have financial freedom. So then we have a more clear definition of what it is that you want, right? It's not that you want money. You want the feeling that you think money will bring or that new house would bring or that new car would bring. And so if I kept asking you, so what do you want money for? Well, to buy a new house. What do you want a new house for? Because I would feel more secure. Okay. Why do you want to feel more secure? To be safe. So it's all going to come down to a level where it's an emotion. What you thought you wanted is really the emotion that that creates. So you didn't really want a bunch of money. You didn't really want a new house. You wanted to feel safe. So it's safety that you're after, not a ton of money. And likewise, or else you chunked down to, so say it went from money to, I, I want to pay off my bills. Why do you want to pay off your bills? Because I don't like being in debt. Why don't you like being in debt? Because there's no security. And again, it comes down to wanting to feel safe. So that's just one example. And so what I'm going to suggest is that rather than trying to manifest money, you try to manifest the emotion that you are trying to feel by obtaining that money, whatever that emotion would be for you. And maybe it's not money you want to manifest. Maybe it's something else you want to manifest. You want to manifest a husband or a wife or a baby you're trying to get pregnant. Whatever it is you're trying to manifest, ask yourself those questions and find out what emotion that you're looking for. And then really try to manifest that emotion because we can have our needs met in more than one way. There's more than one way to skin a cat, right? And if you give the universe multiple ways of providing you with what it is you really want, it's much easier for you to obtain it. So that's the first thing that you want to think about is make sure you've clearly defined what it is you really want and that you're not trying to manifest a more top level. Like Mandy Moore in the seminar used an example similar to for this topic, it, it is a different topic, but it, it kind of relates where there's a tree and there's fruit coming off the tree and we're trying to manifest the fruit when down in the roots, there's a problem with the roots of the tree. So if there's problems at the roots of the tree, you can't manifest the fruit. You have to focus on the roots. And that's a similar idea to what I'm talking about here. You have to get down to the root of what you really want and, and maybe try to focus on manifesting that. So raising your frequency, you know, that for me was until this seminar, one of the things that I I kind of 
struggled with because, well, how do you raise your frequency? Thankfully, I've been staying in a pretty high vibrational frequency. I would say at least 95% of the time, which is great. And so I haven't really had to think about, well, how would I raise my frequency? But just my own method would have been if, if I d did find myself in a lower frequency, I would listen to or watch a funny show, like a stand-up comedy show. Those are great. Get me laughing. Watch an episode of Friends. Get me laughing. Play with my dog. Listen to some great music. Anything like that can raise your frequency. One of the things that Mandy suggested in the seminar was to think about anything you did as a child that you currently don't do. Because when you're a child, you don't yet have all the burdens of adulthood, right? And all the things that have been implanted in you that are kind of confusing things and maybe stopping you from doing the things that you really, in your true authentic self, would love to do. Maybe you have blockages on that now, but as a child, all of that was clean and clear and you were whole, right? And you just did whatever made you happy and you were always in the highest frequency. So thinking about what you loved as a child, and I thought that was a brilliant way to look at it because there's one thing that I used to do every single day, hours per day sometimes, that I just, once I hit a stage of depression, I would say probably by my late 20s or early 30s, it was just like enough was enough kind of, and I just didn't do it anymore. And for like a decade, I didn't do it. And I just got out of the habit of doing it and kind of stopped thinking about it. And so it's interesting that now when she said that, the first thing I thought of was I sang all the time. I loved music and I loved to sing. And my favorite thing to do, I, geez, I don't know how old I was, maybe six, seven years old. And I had a little kind of almost toy record player. It, it was only big enough for like 45 records, which showing my age here, some of you might not even know what a 45 record is, but they, those were the smaller sized ones. There's, you know, the regular LP sized, and then there's the little 45 speed ones. And my father used to work in a bar in the evenings, I believe he was cleaning. I'm not sure. I think he was a janitor. But whenever they cleaned out the jukebox, they would pull out what wasn't being played and people weren't enjoying anymore or something that was older and they needed to replace with a newer song or something. They'd pull out these records and fill it with new records. And then my father must have asked, hey, you mind if I take those? And he started bringing them home to me. So I would get, I would say once every three, four months, this stack of new 45 records. So basically they, the small records, the 45s, they just one song on each side. So it would be like two songs by a certain artist or group. And they were usually country. So that's what I started singing mostly. And I would, my favorite thing to do was to hear a song for the first time. It would be a song that I had never heard before because I wasn't even allowed to listen to the radio back then. So 
the exposure to the records was really all I had. And so I would hear a song for the first time. And if I liked it, I would literally go through it, replaying over and over and over till I had every single word written down and I could memorize the song. So that was always my first objective. And by the time I had listened to it enough to write down all the words of the song, I, of course, knew the melody as well. And then I would sing it. And I was very good because I literally spent hours and hours and hours singing every single night. And that was probably up until I was 18 and got married. And then it slowed down a bit. But I still sang always in the shower and while I was washing dishes and walking outside, I mean, just whatever. So even after that, I spent at least probably an hour a day singing, sometimes more than that. It's something I just stopped doing. And even after I was able to get to the other side of my depression, now it's hard because now my, I guess my vocal cords just aren't as good as they were. I don't have the training there anymore. You know, just like anything, you don't use it, you lose it. So it's not as enjoyable for me to sing anymore because it doesn't sound as good and I'll make a mistake and I get frustrated. So I still have not gotten back into singing like I used to, even though now I would enjoy singing. So that really struck me when she said that because I hadn't even thought about it. So that's something for you to think about. Something you did in your childhood that you really enjoy. Maybe you had a pony and you rode a horse or at least went riding on the weekends. Maybe you went hunting with your father. So whatever it is you did when you were a child, do that. Even if it's something that you're embarrassed of. Like, let's say you were very imaginative and you like to play a lot, like just make up things in your head and you were the actress and just acting things out. Make sure you're somewhere private where no one can see you and or record you <laughs> and do it. I guarantee that's going to raise your vibration. It's going to bring back that joy, that childhood joy that, and it will definitely raise your vibration. So that's a great trick is just simply write down the things that you did as a kid. And you may have to sit and think about it for a while because it's not something that we think about all the time. So it's kind of in the recesses of your brain. I know with me, I can't believe it. I didn't even think about, I never took the time, I guess, to question that about myself. Like, what am I not doing now that I love to do as a child? It's not something we ask ourselves. So when I really stopped and thought about it, it was kind of a surprise to me that I had forgotten how much I enjoyed singing and how I, as a kid, I sang constantly. So yeah, definitely that I would say is the, the number one thing you can do to raise your vibration. So another thing you can do is absolutely anything that can make you laugh. So if you're, you can't take time to watch a comedy that's going to make you laugh or something like that, actually do something so silly and crazy that you're going to make yourself laugh. Even just that will raise your frequency. I was reading a Tony Robbins book and he says, I forget in what it was regards to. Oh, pattern interrupts. That's what it was. 
do something absolutely insane and crazy when you have a certain thought that you're going to go into a cycle based on that thought. You do a pattern interrupt to stop the cycle. And a couple of his suggestions for pattern interrupts were hilarious. One of them I, was something like getting up in the middle of a restaurant with a huge, big grin, on, like eerie grin on your face and screaming at the top of your lungs. I forget. It was something really stupid. I don't know. I'm going to make something up. I love watching monkeys eat bananas, you know, whatever. Just something absolutely stupid, silly, that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And cracking yourself up, basically. So anything at all that can make you laugh. Another thing to remember when you're manifesting is it's important that you believe. And not only that you believe you can manifest what you're trying to manifest, but that you believe and love yourself. Because here's the thing is your energy is, I'm not good enough. Then why would the universe think you're worthy if you don't think you're worthy? So it's important to remember that you are worthy of whatever you're trying to manifest for this simple reason. You're not an individual person. We seem to be distinct, separate individual people. But in reality, we're not because we are part of a higher consciousness that we are still connected to through energy. And everything is connected through energy. Your energy intermingles with the energy of everything around you. And you have an energy connection to the universe. So you are actually a small piece of the universe in physical form. You're that one grain of sand on the beach, but it's still part of the whole beach. So if you can try to remember that you are the universe and you're simply asking of yourself to provide you with what you need, right? To satisfy a particular emotion or physical need. <clears throat> Doing the vibrational work is very important for a second reason. And that's that once you can get into a high frequency and stay there, which you can do with practice, you get into a higher vibration, you don't even have to manifest anything manually because the universe automatically will be manifesting for you all the things that match your vibration. It happens automatically when you're in a high frequency. It's almost like you're being rewarded for staying in that high frequency. It's also important to <clears throat> not obsess over what you're trying to manifest. You don't want to be that, that kid sitting in the back seat. Are we there yet? Mom, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Yeah, that's really annoying, right? So you don't want to do that to the universe. You basically want to set your intention and request your manifestation, visualize it, et cetera, and then let it go. Set it and forget it. It'll happen fastest, actually, that way. Some people think that if they do it over and over again, it'll be faster, and it actually is not true. It actually works best 
if your main focus is on the now, not the future, which is part of manifestation, but you want to focus on the now, be grateful for everything you have in the current present time. And then what you've requested for manifestation will automatically come to you. So as I said, this can get very deep, a lot more than what we can cover one episode. But one of the things that I want to mention for you to look into further is the idea of congruency. And you may have to do some work with your subconscious mind. There's a lot of coaches, including myself, who are trained in NLP, who can help you talk with your inner child and deal with your subconscious because there has to be congruency between what you consciously want and what your subconscious wants. And remember that your subconscious pretty much does, well, does do everything. Everything it does is to protect you. So if it suppresses a memory, it's to protect you. If something where your subconscious just comes up out of nowhere, it's because it feels we need this information to protect you. Even horrible cases of mental illness, they're actually the subconscious way of trying to protect that person. Like say a multiple personality disorder, those personalities, those pieces of the unconscious or subconscious were actually created to protect the individual. So that being said, the subconscious may not always have the same goal as your conscious. So we have to find congruency between the two. So if you're trying to manifest and you're doing all the things necessary to get into a high frequency and you find it difficult to stay in that high frequency or after months and months and months, your manifestations are not happening then there's a good chance that the congruency isn't there between the subconscious and the conscious. Your subconscious might be sabotaging the manifestation in some way because it doesn't like change. If what you're trying to manifest will be a change in the way you live life, a change, maybe you'd end up having to move, interact with different people, or move away from certain people, uh, whatever type of change is involved, the subconscious tries to protect you and change is never good as far as it's concerned because change is not known and it likes to keep you in a comfortable place where we know what's around the corner. The unknown is very scary for the subconscious and that's part of our, our evolution because in the day of cavemen and cavewomen, they were foragers and hunters and et cetera. And when they found a spot where they were safe and there was plenty to hunt and plenty to forage and they had maybe a cave for security, then if they stayed there, they were safe. But if they, for whatever reason, moved from that location, that next location that they try to make camp at may not have anything to forage, may not have anything to hunt. It may be a dangerous location for weather. So the subconscious thinks that it needs to protect you by keeping everything the same. 
So if you're finding that you're having difficulty with manifestation, you may want to reach out to a coach and do some work on finding that congruency between your subconscious and conscious minds. <laughs> so our ultimate goal is to get to a place where our dominant frequency is that high vibrational, happy, whole, centered, grounded frequency that, that will allow you to manifest quickly. We all have a dominant frequency. We shift throughout frequencies throughout the day. Even if you are able to raise your frequency and you become a more positive person and you're constantly vibrating a good frequency, a high frequency, that doesn't mean that you're never going to get angry, that you're never going to feel sad because life happens. So you can have dips in your frequency. But there still is a dominant frequency. And Mandy Moore calls this the dominant frequency effect. So as long as you maintain your dominant frequency, don't worry about the little dips here and there. Just make sure you get back into your dominant frequency as quickly as possible. Because your dominant frequency will be the one that everything is going to manifest for. And remember, you don't have to sacrifice anything to get what you want. Manifestation is not an either or. So there's no having to sacrifice. There is no penance of this so that you can get that. It's really as simple as having that high frequency vibrating in the right frequency. And you'll just automatically start attracting and manifesting everything that is of that frequency. Another good way to work on raising your frequency, if you feel like you are in a low vibration and you need to raise that, a really good thing to do is to start being mindful of how you feel throughout the day. So <clears throat> get a notebook or a journal that you can use just for this purpose and then set an alarm on your phone where once an hour you'll get a reminder to note how you feel. Because we go through so many different emotions throughout the day and we go from high to low vibrations throughout the day. Like you could wake up feeling absolutely wonderful and be in a high vibration and then you get in the car to go to work and there's horrible traffic and somebody cuts you off and another person is shouting obscenities at you, has a little road rage and the next thing you know, you're not in that high frequency anymore, right? So again, this is one of those tips, right? Doesn't mean you're not going to go back up. You probably will once you calm down. If your dominant frequency is that high frequency, you probably will go back to it rather quickly. But if you have a low frequency and you're really trying, if your dominant frequency, in other words, is that depressed kind of frequency and you're trying to raise it, it's really important to keep track of what's going on and what's causing you to, to go down to the lower frequencies. Because so many things happen throughout our days and we don't really know sometimes what caused the change because so much has happened throughout the day. So if you started out the day feeling great, by the time you come home from work, you feel horrible. Well, you would have eight hours to comb through and try to figure out 
at what point did your vibration change and what caused it, right? All we know is that eight hours ago, we felt good. Eight hours later, we feel bad. We're in a low vibration. So if you record every single hour, how you're feeling, you can actually, at least within an hour, figure out what caused you to shift. So again, let's say you woke up feeling great. You leave for work at, let's say you woke up at six in the morning and you've recorded 6 a.m. feel great, 7 a.m. feel great, 8 a.m. You leave for work and you're driving. And again, all that horrible stuff happens, like we said. And then you get to work and you're a little frazzled and kind of annoyed and not feeling as high a vibration as you were. And so you get into work and by the time nine o'clock rolls around, you've calmed down a bit, but maybe still don't feel as perky as you did when you first got up. So maybe at 9 a.m. you write <clears throat> slightly annoyed. Well, you have a major shift there from feeling great, feeling great, feeling great, slightly annoyed. So now you only have to look back one hour because you know at 8 a.m. you were feeling great. So now you look back and it's very obvious what happened in the past hour. I had to fight horrible traffic. Somebody cut me off. Another one cursed at me and practically tried to run me off the road and all this horrible stuff happened, right? Maybe if you find that this is consistently happening, and I know this might sound like a stretch for some of you, but if you really, really want to do it, you can do it. And it would even probably help the environment. But how about if you find that you are being triggered and by traffic and it's causing your vibration to go down, how about you carpool with someone where you don't have to drive and you're just in the passenger seat enjoying the ride, right? And you can stay calm or using public transportation or calling an Uber and treating yourself maybe at least a couple of days a week to not have to drive. So there's some things you can do to get out of that. You can also maybe talk to your job about working from home at least some days and not having to go into the office every day. So there are things you can do to try to avoid whatever it was that triggered you. In the worst case scenario, if you can't change it and you do have to drive in traffic every day, at least you're aware now that, okay, traffic is causing me to lose my high vibration. And if I don't stay in this high vibration, I'm not going to manifest what I want. It's going to help you to not be triggered and to try to stay in that higher vibration. Turn the music up louder, find a great song on the radio and sing along and try to ignore everything that's going on around you. Another thing to try is getting up a half hour earlier so you can leave a half hour earlier Maybe be able to drive really slow in the slow lane without any type of rush to get to work. And that way, all the crazy people are just going around you and you are in your own lane doing your own thing without any annoyances. So there's things you can do. So you record every single hour how you're feeling and then check in and do this for like 90 days straight. And you can probably solve any type of dip issue within that you find. It's going to happen probably within those 90 days. And you can observe it and do what you need to do to change it. 
And after those 90 days, you probably are going to be pretty darn good at keeping your vibration high. But again, if we're not mindful about it, it's not something you're going to consciously be aware of or pay much attention to. And then the next thing you know, you've lost that high vibration and you're not going to manifest what you are trying to make. Okay. And the last thing I want to talk about is this is very weird for me to say because I know a lot of you might be, but, and you know, I'm not against any type of religion or for any type of religion. I believe that there is something bigger than us, whether that's a God, in other words, an actual spiritual being. Or if God is really just the universe, Mother Nature, which is part of the universe, that to me sounds more viable, but I'm not sure. I don't know. So I, for a, a very, very long time, I didn't pray. I didn't believe in God. And I still don't in the typical sense, but I do believe in a higher power. So if you want to call it God, call it God, call it source, call it spirit, call it whatever you want. I kind of believe it's all the same thing. And prayer seemed to be focused or in my worldview anyway, from my perspective of my experiences, I only saw prayer attached to specific religions. However, the more I learned about energy energy healing, energy work, I realized why prayer works. And so many devout Christians believe as strongly as they do because they've seen the power of prayer. And yet the power of prayer has nothing to do with a specific religion or a specific deity or entity. It, the power of prayer is all about energy. And intention, when you set an intention and you're sitting there, you're praying earnestly. People who pray don't usually, anyway, I would say devout, very, very religious people don't pray in a very matter of fact, nonchalant kind of way. They kind of are intense about it, right? They're putting a lot of emotion and feeling into their prayer. and that's energy. And so all this positive energy backed with that intention is being put forth. And that's very, very powerful. And it can do miracles. It's a type of manifestation. So if you already pray, great. Now you know that you're actually manifesting when you pray. But if you don't pray and you don't even have to think of it as a prayer, You're simply setting intentions. But I would recommend that. I would recommend starting the day with a daily prayer, which is simply your intentions for the day and what you want the day to be, right? Ask for it from the universe. And then before you go to bed at night, maybe the larger things that you want to ask from the universe. But remember, the most important part of this, whether it's setting an intention, manifesting, or prayer, emotion has to be involved. That's the most important part. You have to feel. You can't just say, 
all right, universe, I really would love if this and this and this and this, and I and thank you for that, that and the other, and okay, good night. And you go to bed with no emotion, right? You want to really, as if you're talking to your best friend, oh my God, thank you so much for what you did for me today. I really recognized, I saw that you manifested such and such that I've been leading and wanting and thank you. And I just want to ask that I really need da 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 or whatever, right? With a lot of emotion. And keep in mind that as you start communicating with the universe, the universe will communicate back. Now, sometimes, and it depends on if you have the, any of the clear senses, you can audibly hear somebody talking to you, not all the time, right? But maybe all of a sudden you hear your name, but nobody's there, right? So that's very strange when that happens, but that's the universe trying to get your attention and you probably should sit up and pay attention and just sit quietly and listen. It can communicate with you through dreams. It can com it communicate with you through signs. So numerology, people really, really swear by. I don't know too much about this. It's something I haven't studied, but I really want to look into further. But a lot of people swear, you know, if you see the number 111, it's the universe telling you this. And if you see the number 444, it's the universe telling you that. And there's specific meanings to these. And some people say it's the universe. Some people say it's your spirit guide. Again, there doesn't seem to be a general consensus and a whole lot of things. But it really doesn't matter, right? Because the, it doesn't matter where it's coming from. The fact is that something that you can't see is trying to communicate with you. <laughs> so you should listen. So keep in mind that as you start talking to the universe, and whether that be in prayer or however it is that you're going to do it through journaling or just setting intentions or whatever it is, remember to listen because a conversation goes both ways. So when you ask for something from the universe, it may answer and it may not be the answer you expected and it may need some more information from you. Who knows, right? I mean, this it, it's all just it, it mysterious. It really is. But one thing is for sure is that it will answer you with some type of sign and it can be something subtle or it can be something that repeats itself over and over again. If you're looking for an answer to something, and you specifically asked, I really need to know. I can't decide between this or that. Please help me. I, I just don't know what to do. And then all of a sudden, you're reading a book and the this example that specifically pertains to something very similar to your situation. Like, let's say you you got a job offer, but you would have to move out of your home state and you really don't want to move because your whole family lives in that state. And But you really want this job and you just don't know what to do. Maybe there'll be another job around the corner where you didn't have to move. So you put this out in the universe and you asked, this has nothing to do with manifestation, but it, but it does with signs. So I just want to give you this example because while you're trying to manifest, you will get signs. So all of a sudden you're reading a book and the character in the story is trying to decide whether to move or not. 
Maybe it's for a new job. Maybe it's for something else. But that's a really weird synchronicity. And then you're listening to the radio and all of a sudden they're talking about moving. There's maybe a commercial with a moving van. Or, and then there's, let's see, we've covered TV, radio, a book, you know, you're talking to a friend and, oh yeah, my friend just moved to da-da-da. She moved for a new job and she's loving it. She's so happy. Again, weird synchronicity, right? So keep an eye out for things like that. That's the universe trying to tell you, yeah, yeah, that's the answer. Whatever, you know, it is that you're reading or seeing over and over. So keep your eye out for repeating patterns, repeating numbers, things like that. And it's the universe trying to communicate with you. Like I said, manifestation is a very deep topic and we could talk for days. I think I've covered about as much as I can. I hope you got some value from this, learn some new things, and can go manifest some wonderful things in your life. Thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate you being here as always. I will see you next week.